0: Bloodhorn Clancast on the Fangirl Zone. I'm Steve. And I'm Beskar Dave, and today we're talking about Episode 3 of Season 1
1: of Obi-Wan Kenobi, titled Part 3. It's written by Joby Harold, Hossein Amini, and Stuart Betty, and is directed by the ever-busy Deborah Chow. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this was an interesting episode. What'd you think of it?
1: Oh, God. Well, I loved it. I loved it. It seemed to have a little bit of everything. It was that brother reveal and some good action. Indira Varma's in it. Yes. <laughs> uh, the only thing that I was puzzled by was how it ended, like, huh? Yeah. I think a lot of people scratching their head at that, like, he had him. Well, we'll get there. But yeah, still
0: puzzling. I mean, what the heck? Just yeah. because,
1: of, what'd you think?
0: I enjoyed it immensely, but it was like, man, Obi is in no place to be taking on Vader right now. I mean, he just got it handed to him. Yeah, he, he was getting it pretty rough. Yeah, how is he going to be able to manage to get Leia and get out of there again is not looking good, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, just means it's a kind of a tired trope when someone rides to the rescue, though. Right. It could be like a, a cameo.
2: Oh, yeah. About-
1: it,
0: it, that's the only thing I could come up with is there's got to be another Jedi or two pop up to help yeah. Obi-Wan escape. They're just well, we had a to-
1: Quinlan... Quinlan shoe drop, so maybe right. And you know, maybe the, the, Bridger. the path the path goes both
0: ways. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, it sure looks pretty exposed now. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this part of the path may be closed forever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get into episode three. Episode three: Obi Wan searches for
1: allies as he attracts the attention of the Empire, threatening the locals. Yeah, poor locals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> locals get get it worse than the stars do. Yes. You don't want to be hanging around the street when they march through.
0: <laughs> no. After escaping from Dayu, Obi Wan Kenobi's third episode finds our heroes sitting and grappling with the devastating news. His former apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, is still alive. Stowing away with Leah on board the cargo ship, Obi-Wan again attempts to commune with Kwa but can't stop replaying Anakin's descent to the dark side in his head. Oh maybe that's when the,
1: well maybe the cameo would be the voice of uh Qui Gon. Yes, and uh, it throws Vader off his, off his, his game. game.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, this is juxtaposed with scenes of Darth Vader being extracted and unplugged from his back to tank and being installed into his iconic suit and helmet. James Earl Jones returns as the voice of Vader as the Sith Lord receives an update on Obi Wan's whereabouts from Riva.
1: I saw that on Twitter. Like everyone's asking, who's doing the voice of Darth Vader? Well, she sure sounds like Darth Vader to me. Yes. <laughs>
0: there can only be one voice of Darth Vader. That's right. Yeah, as soon as he spoke, I went, yes,
2: it's <laughs> James.
0: <laughs> What's more, she has pinned the slang of the Grand Inquisitor, who is believed to be dead, on the former Jedi Master. Vader. That was a, g- little, too, yeah. that was a little too easy. <laughs> yes, it was. Vader gives her two options. Prove herself and become the new Grand Inquisitor, or fail and die. You will not be able to regret it. You will die before you regret it. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan and Leia have landed on a mining system planet named Mapuzo. Obi-Wan believes that the fields that used to be filled with families are now barren and overrun with stormtroopers. He also has a brief vision of Anakin in his Jedi robes, though his one-time Hadwan isn't really there. That was a little spooky. Yes, it was. Mm (laughs) <laughs> even, even leo yeah. was a little freaked at that yeah
1: <laughs> ben hello ben earth to ben <laughs> so when they reach the designated checkpoint provided by haja obi-wan immediately thinks he's been lied to and now they're stranded so haja is for real yeah he does like to help i, I don't know why well I, he did say he likes money too <laughs> yes <laughs> i don't know i don't know he kind of reconciles helping people out i guess he's part of the path though right he'd have uh, to be apparently so So Leia insists they reach out for help and flags down a repulsor truck driven by an alien named Freck, voiced by the scrub Zach Braff, who offers the father-daughter farmers from Tall a ride. The transport also picks up several stormtroopers who are looking for the Jedi outlaws. That's always bad luck. What are you guys doing out here in the desert?
0: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) It was funny how Leia just takes over and says, I'm going to get us some help. (laughs) Yeah, pretty
1: clever, pretty resourceful. So Obi-Wan nearly blows their cover when he calls... Leia, by her real name, quickly uh, brushing it off as confusion because when he looks at her, he, he sees her mother. Phew! Not a total lie. After the st- stormtrooper's exit, Leia picks up the fact that Obi-Wan knew his birth mother. Padme. She, in turn, asks if he's her real father, which he denies. Obi-Wan then reveals he can barely remembers his own childhood but thinks he had a brother. Boing! Yeah. Things take a turn when they reach an inspection uh, checkpoint. Frank secretly sells them out to the stormtroopers, forcing Obi-Wan to use his blaster, which he watched deemed as uh, uncivilized in Revenge of the Sith. But as more stormtroopers arrive, it looks like they're about to be taken in by an officer of the Empire, played by Game of Thrones and many other things in Varma. That officer, Tala, though, is one of many secret allies Haja hinted at that are still out there. She takes him to the safe house known as the Path, which is used to smuggle out Jedi. Obi-Wan is surprised to see that Quinlan, the Jedi Master, he teamed up with in the animated series Star Wars: The Clone Wars as part of the secret operation. The character also appeared in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. So interesting. We have two candidates that can come to the rescue. Yes. In the next episode.
0: <laughs> Elsewhere, Reva receives the transmission from stormtroopers that Obi Wan has been found. She was ready to relay that information to Vader, but Fifth Brother stole the honors. Such children. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Later on Mapuzo, Obi-Wan senses Vader nearby and sends Leia and Tala away. Vader also makes his present known by murdering a father and son and literally dragging another local through the streets. He's just <laughs> daring Obi to show his face.
1: Oh, he's cruel. Oh,
0: yeah. Obi-Wan conspicuously dashes off, drawing Vader to a remote area. And in a long-awaited reunion, Obi-Wan asks Anakin, what has he become? To which Vader replies, I am what you made me. Well, no escaping that. Nope. Master and apprentice then engage in a lightsaber duel. Well, I wouldn't call it a duel. <laughs> Schooling. <laughs> yeah. Vader now wielding a red lightsaber while Obi-Wan rocks the classic blue. Yeah. Obi was all defense and barely yeah. that.
1: <laughs> the effects were, and they had Darth Vader with the red, you know, the glow from his lightsaber, that was so awesome, so menacing. And then uh,
0: the blue with Obi-Wan was pretty awesome, too. Yep. In a move that confirms Vader is still upset about (laughs) Mustafar, he lights the ground on fire with his lightsaber and drags Obi-Wan through the flame. Obi-Wan is thankfully rescued by Ned B, the nonverbal droid he met at the safe house, and Vader can only watch as they escape. Obi is badly burned but alive. Meanwhile, the Inquisitors have been sweeping through the streets, searching for Obi-Wan's companion. Reva sees Ned B. leaving and goes inside to discover the safe house and the secret smuggling pathway and makes her move. Darn it. Yeah, and when Leia reaches the rendezvous point where the pilot is supposed to help them escape, she instead finds Riva waiting for her and the pilot dead on the floor. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so the- now Reva's got Leia again.
1: Leia, at the last second, you can see Leia turn around and zip back in the tunnel. Yeah. I don't know. I mean,
0: <laughs> I don't know how far she lot can get. There's as- not small places in that tunnel, I don't no. think. I don't know
1: how far she can get, but they did let us see that. And, of course, the uh, other big thing about the final scene is why Darth Vader let him go. I mean, he could force jump right over.
0: Oh hell yes!
1: The flames. He could use. He he could liberally use the dark side of the force and just pull him through the flames. He could even get Tala off the high ground there. Big deal. Right. I I can only think that what he's, he realizes there's more of the uh, resistance out there and he wants to let them expose themselves. I mean, yeah. but if he's that, I, it's hard to believe he could, if he's that angry and wanted to burn everyone <laughs> to death, then he would suddenly like relent on it. Right. Yeah. Or he wants, was, or he, I was just thinking he wants, uh, Reva to do all the dirty work, I suppose. And that way he can hide behind her if he fails, or he can promote her and still use her as right. Grand Inquisitor, <laughs> I
0: suppose. Yeah. It's kind of curious the way it ended with, cause Tala had come off the high ground and was right there with Obi and, and the droid. And it was like, what are <laughs> you doing, Darth? You've got all your troops there. Just send them through the fire. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Or just pull him through using the Force to do a little do a little neck snapping. I was yeah. very curious. Very yeah. curious. So that doesn't mean we don't have Easter eggs, so. though.
0: Oh, no. We got <laughs> plenty of them.
1: <laughs> yes. So we got some voice familiar voices. Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 3 begins with Ewan McGregor's Jedi experiencing flashbacks to his past. Conveniently enough, there are all moments captured by the Star Wars prequel trilogy. We hear from Yoda from Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Only pain will find you. Qui. Gon Jin from Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Obi-Wan, promise me you will train the boy. And Anakin Skywalker, also from Revenge of the Sith. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. That
0: one always kills me. I'm like,
1: you guys used to be such good friends.
0: Yes. <laughs> just toss that away. Yeah. That was uh, one of those 360s that just... Jolting. Yeah, and didn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> when he hears the
1: voice of Qui Jon Jin, though, I, th- I thought he might have reacted More about that. He must be just memory voices,
0: right? Because if he actually heard his voice, yeah,
1: yeah. So also in fun, uh, we can see Darth uh, Vader's throne room on Mustafar. Obi Wan Kenobi, episode three, reveals Darth Vader's throne room in his Mustafar castle, which is conveniently dark and spooky. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) it's on a lava planet where Anakin Skywalker died, or we thought he did. We know he didn't and Darth Vader was truly born. This location officially debuted in 2016's Rogue One, but the idea dates back to Star Wars' early days and Ralph McQuarrie's iconic concept art, which established many of the striking design features we see here in 2022. And yes, that is the voice of James Earl Jones reprising his role as the voice of Darth Vader in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Jones' intimidating tones made Darth Vader a cinema icon in the Star Wars original trilogy, and after Turning sporadically over the years the voice of Vader is back from Obi-Wan Kenobi. There's a twist however, if you're wondering how James Earl Jones Darth Vader still sounds so much like his old self despite the actor being a glorious 91 year old. It's I thought he went to the the the, co- the cornfield.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's due to something called the respeecher effect. The same trick you utilized for Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett. Jones's natural voice is combined with recordings and manipulated to gain a near-exact composite replica of his original Vader speech. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> tell a difference. <laughs> no, it was, it was pitch perfect, but I wish I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me these things. <laughs> <laughs> so Obi-Wan also uh, foreshadows some of Leia's Force abilities. When Vivian Lyra Blair's precocious young Princess Leia asks Obi-Wan Kenobi what the Force feels like, it seems like she already possesses an inkling of her Force sensitivity. But isn't quite sure whether it's something special brewing deep within her or whether Alderon just needs a new royal chef. <laughs> Star Wars movies only touch upon Princess Leia's force abilities in the Return of the Jedi and Disney sequel movies, but Obi Wan is proving there's always something manifesting in Leia. Yeah, she's not just perceptive. I think, you know, when she had an inkling and like, she didn't realize that he wasn't her father, but right. he, she always picks up on, uh, whether he's hiding something yeah. from her or not. Yeah, he's...
0: <laughs> she knows he's not telling her the whole truth. <laughs> yeah.
1: So there was an R5 astromech droid on Mapuzo as Obi-Wan and Leia disembark from their cargo transport onto the surface of Mapuzo. A pair of droids are busy working in the background. The smaller unit is an R5 astromech unit and bears the exact same orangey design as the most famous droid from that line, R5-D4. Otherwise known as Red, R5-D4 is often wheeled out, literally, as a Star Wars Easter egg, and while the droid on Mapuzo isn't him, probably, it's a cute tribute. Yeah, you gotta have those things working everywhere. (laughs) When Obi-Wan Kenobi hallucinates a vision of Anakin Skywalker on Mapuzo, the specter is dressed in the same dark brown cloak costume that the fallen Jedi was wearing at the end of Star Wars Episode III, Revenge of the Sith. This is because Kenobi hasn't glimpsed Darth Vader's black armor yet, so he can only envision Anakin in his former guise. That'll say, true enough, yeah. <laughs> now, his nightmares are going to be a nothing but suit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, part three marks Obi Wan's Kenobi's first trip to the Fortress Inquisitorius, the HQ of Darth Vader's Inquisitors, when they're not murdering each other and twirling lightsabers. Based on the moon Ner, this imposing building made its Star Wars debut in Jedi the Fallen Order video game, which I have. I'm sure. <laughs> fairly true. The fighters and Imperial shuttles at the Forces and Courts always love to see that too, as yes. Moses ingram's Re- reba strolls through the hangar the fortress inquisitorius several famous star wars ships can be spotted behind her tie fighters and the classic gray lambda shuttle is that a dance the lambda shuffle yeah <laughs> famously used by darth vader and, and the emperor palpatine and also I, I don't know how they do that steve i mean they're just walking through a ble- a blue screen area right it looks so good but the reba's just walking through that, walking through the uh, security, I suppose. And it looks so real, but she just has to walk through that. I always give credit to them for that. Yep. So we also noticed Star Troopers are not very good at the job and they can't even shoot straight either. No. Modern Star Wars has taken great delight in mocking the uselessness of stormtroopers and now on Obi Wan can Obi Easter Egg continues that tradition. <laughs> when Obi Wan and Leia are riding awkwardly with a group of empire white cladded finest conversation turns toward the Jedi on the loose. I know they are so dumb. <laughs> With the confidence that only comes from a total lack of self-awareness, one stormtrooper boldly claims, We'll find him. We always do. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know where
0: you're getting your information from, buddy, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I don't think you found one yet.
1: <laughs> Go back to your uh, headquarters and clean your uniform. You look like a mess. The irony is clear, and viewers didn't needn't look far to find plenty of example, examples where stormtroopers didn't find a Jedi when they were hunting. The most memorable is when Obi-Wan and Luke Skywalker enter most Isley in A New Hope, and two storm troopers get bamboozled by the former's mind tricks.
0: Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, Leah and Obi-Wan reference two-cut Star Wars stories. Part three alludes towards two-cut Star Wars storyline twists. First, Ian McGregor's protagonist mentions a biological brother. A Kenobi sibling has never previously been introduced by official Star Wars canon, but George Lucas did initially plan on revealing Owen Lars as Obi-Wan's long-lost brother in Return of the Jedi. Leia then questions whether Obi-Wan is her real father, to which the Jedi replies, I wish I could say that I was. (laughs) Obi-Wan merely means Leia is a charming kid and any dad would be better than Darth Vader. (laughs) No joke. But it's still a weird thing to say regarding Anakin's wife. Yeah, indeed. The line could be alluding toward the Anakin Kenobi Padme Love Triangle cut from the Star Wars prequel trilogy. (laughs) I think, thankfully. Yes. (laughs) I think. Yeah. I agree with that completely. (laughs) The model of probe droid that probes Obi-Wan Kenobi after being scattered from Fortress Inquisitorius was first seen in the original trilogy and has reoccurred as a familiar Star Wars Easter egg ever since. We don't, however, typically witness the probes being launched, giving Obi-Wan Kenobi Episode Three a more direct connection to The Empire Strikes Back. A lot more complicated than I thought. Yes, absolutely. Now, when Obi-Wan shoots the stormtrooper standing atop a checkpoint, the Imperial grunt gives a strange little squeal and flops dramatically to the (laughs) ground. This scene is very reminiscent of *A New Hope*'s Death Star battle, where Luke Skywalker shoots a stormtrooper who tumbles from an open gantry. The sound effects appears to be the very same Wilhelm scream, if not an extremely similar homage to a to compliment an extremely similar fall.
1: <laughs> they love that,
0: <laughs> yes, they do. And *Deer of Arma's* *Tala Durith* reveals that the path. Protecting Jedi and Force-sensitive children from the Empire's clutches ends at a place called Jabim. This location was first mentioned by 2003 Dark Horse Republic comic book now consigned to Star Wars legend. Though the area has been written about in canon material before, Obi-Wan brings the Outer Rim locale into live action. Tala Durth confirms the Empire isn't only having Jedi but Force-sensitive children too. This operation was officially designated Project Harvester, and has been depicted in Star Wars The Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, and literary works. Yeah, refugees saved via the path have etched notes of hope into the walls, and Obi-Wan finds one from Quinlan. He's referring to Quinlan Voss here, a character introduced by the Star Wars prequel trilogy, but used more prominently in Star Wars The Clone Wars and Christie Golden's Dark Disciple book. Voss spent a stint on the dark side after forming an attachment to Ajay Ventress, but eventually returned to the Jedi and was rumored to have survived Order 66. This Obi-Wan Kenobi Episode 3 Easter egg confirms Quinlan Voss lives. Surprise, another Jedi out there. (laughs) Now developing a quick bond with her new friend, Little Leia asks if Tala Durath will teach her how to shoot a blaster. Though there's more pressing matters at hand in Obi-Wan Kenobi Episode 3, Leia's desire to learn such skills sets up a new hope where the princess surprises her rescuers by grabbing Luke's blaster and doing a considerably better job with it.
1: Maybe Tala survives.
0: Messages of hope is one thing, but drawing the Jedi's logo in a supposedly secret passageway seems like asking for trouble. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No doubt. Sure enough, Reva clocks this Star Wars Easter egg and follows the trail to trap a lone Princess Leah. Presence of a single Jedi symbol on Mapuzo contrasts ominously against the various Imperial logos scattered across the planet throughout Obi Wan Kenobi Episode
1: 3. Got any predictions for next week? How they're going to get themselves out of this mess?
0: they going to need more help than what they've got currently.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, I. I'm, that's what I'm afraid of, is, is the uh, the cameo, the sudden cameo. I mean, they did, Marvel does that all the time. Right. Suddenly shows up to the rescue. The most famous one was when the Captain America shows up at the train station. That was awesome, though. Yes, It was absolutely. incredible. But you can't always have people popping up out of nowhere to rescue you. No. And it might be even worse if the Vader does capture everyone and brings them back to his castle. Yes. And then, then what? They're going to storm it with a, another, I don't know, Quinlan boss? rescue squad or whatever again that would that would just undermine the character of darth vader yeah i'd rather see i guess obi-wan kenobi figure it out himself i don't know
0: it'd be nice to see him get some of his abilities back but i don't know he's got to find a way to let go of anakin so he can focus on the force again if they capture leia
1: Vader can detect Obi-Wan now, apparently. They can detect oh, each other. absolutely!
0: Anytime yeah. he's near, Vader will know
1: it. So, if they capture Leia, he may not know who she is. I mean, we we found out from the original movies. Or the, right. That, he uh, didn't have a clue. Didn't have a clue. But if Obi-Wan goes to rescue Leia, that's captured by Vader, he'd be able to read Obi-Wan's thought, and that would, jig would be up right then and there. Oh, absolutely. So, that can't happen.
0: Now, uh, I do think, We will probably see Reva and third brother or fifth brother get into some kind of fight that may actually give Obi Wan a small window to escape. He's not getting off the planet. No, I don't think so either. (laughs) But that's a good theory. They make it back to the ship, and you would think Reva would just go ahead and lock that thing down or blow it up, but Uh, they probably. Yeah. Tala or, uh, or Obi, Obi can, can fly pilot. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would uh, I really imagine that's neopilot. true. pilot.
1: <laughs> yeah. They better take the robot with him. What was the robot's name? Like Ken B? Or... Yeah, Ben B. Ben D. Ned B. Ned B. Yeah. Ned B, yeah. <laughs> I like Ken B. Ken, Ken Boy doll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that should be interesting. Well, we're halfway through already. Yes. So, they got to do something. Hmm. So, Steve, do you have a
0: rating for this? Oh, absolutely! I do. I gave Let's it, hear it four out of five. Need more Ned bees. Yeah, there you go. We need a whole army of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give it four out of five Talus on the high ground, but I think instead pay tribute to the stormtroopers and give it eight out of ten bisected troopers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See what I did there? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> At least they weren't bifurcated. (laughs) Well, Fred, you must have uh, not realized Obi-Wan Kenobi was on like Book of Boba Fett. (laughs) Because we've got feedback for the first three episodes. So let's hear what Fred thought about
2: it. Hello, Steve, Dave, and Sean, and all listeners to the Fangirl Zone. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Obi-Wan Kenobi Season 1 Episode one, two, and three! Really great series. I gave the first three episodes all three and nine on IMDb. I find it so good. It's really in the atmosphere of The Mandalorian and Boba Fett, but still different and very much connecting to the old Star Wars films, not only story-wise, but somehow also in the atmosphere. These stories are so much connecting to what we know and and extend these stories, which I think is very, very nice. I have no specific feedback on this episode. Well, of course, I do have it, but I just wanted to give this general opinion about this series, which I'm surely going to enjoy further. Perhaps next time a little more detailed feedback. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands.
1: You know, in Fred's defense, if the uh, show's reached him a little bit later, he does live on the outer rim. <laughs> Did he say he gave it overall nine for the first yes, three? Yes, first oh, three he... episodes, he gave them all nines. Wow, because I, I don't know what it was. I remember reading on IMDb that part one got a 7.4, part two right. got a 7.3, and part three got a 7.6, so not nearly as generous as Fred, which was a little surprising. It was big, uh, considering all the geeks and gals out there that actually love this property, and they're like, eh. Yeah,
0: that is very true, but we're right there with you, Fred. We're enjoying it immensely as well. It's great to have Obi-Wan back on the screen again,
2: that's for sure. Sometimes that's all you need, is to just enjoy it without having to be like, okay, let me break it down and write it. Right. You know, <laughs> thanks for just enjoying it and taking it all in. Right. Right.
0: And we'll see if you got some more in-depth sight for the last three episodes, which I am sure you will. Thanks, Fred. Thanks, Fred. Thanks, Fred. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 9 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback, be it email or audio, to contact us at fangirlzone.com.
1: Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast with good ratings and reviews. It helps other fans of the show find us, as there are plenty of other Star Wars podcasts out there. Tell your friends, and I hope you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts.
0: Head over to www.fangirlzone.com, click on the contact link, and you will find all the myriad of ways to get a hold of us either individually or by the entire group. So for this episode of the Mudhorn Clancast, I'm Steve. Only when the eyes are closed can you truly see. Boy, do
1: I agree with that, because when the lights went out, I tried to help endura Varma out of her uniform. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, that girl can punch, but she didn't have to stand over me and say, your pain has just begun.